his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's 935. I'm Megan Lynch with Tom Ackerman, and this is Total Information AM. The U.S. Navy's top Mideast commander says Iran is very directly involved in ship attacks by Yemen's Houthi rebels. Joining us to talk about those Red Sea attacks, Israel and Ukraine, if time, is CBS military analyst, retired Army Colonel Jeff McCausland. Thank you so much for being with us. Megan, it's great to be with you. What do we know right now about Iran's involvement with the Houthi rebels? Well, Iran is involved with all these various groups across the region, the Houthis just being one. They actually describe this as the axis of resistance. Houthis, Hamas, and the Gaza Strip, Hezbollah, and southern Lebanon, as well as these Shia militia groups who are operating in Iraq and in Syria that have been continuing to attack the U.S. forces in those two places. In terms of the Houthis, clearly the anti-ship missiles, drones, etc., that the Houthis are employing to interrupt international ship shipping there in the Red Sea are largely, if not exclusively, provided by Iran. So in many ways, uh, the Houthis are a client or at least a proxy of Iran. It, we're visiting with uh, retired Army Colonel Jeff McCausland. As always, it is an honor to speak to you. How should the international community respond to this? Well, the international community should respond just as that, Tom, I think, as an international community. This, this is really not a U.S. Uh, Houthi problem. This is an international community and, and Houthi problem because this waterway is so vital to you know, the economies of many countries around the globe. I mean, for example, the amount of containers passing through the Red Sea and on the Suez Canal and shipping in general has been cut relatively in half by these attacks by the Houthis. The cost of shipping a container, say, from Singapore to Rotterdam, which prior to this had been about $1,500, is about $4,000 now because ships are more and more diverting to going around the Horn of Africa. Now, in terms of those costs, a lot of that's going to fall on the Europeans because they depend on that particular waterway for shipping goods coming from Asia, also all uh, natural gas and oil coming out of the Middle East going on to Europe. But this really is having an impact on the international community. Now, the United States has organized this group called uh, Prosperity Guardian of about 20-some countries that have come together to, if you will, try to get the Houthis to stop doing this. And the most recent airstrike just last night uh, by the West, included both U.S. as well as aircraft from the United Kingdom, but Australia, Canada, uh, Holland, I believe, as well as Bahrain, were all supporting that particular operation. And then finally, of course, the United States sponsored a U.N. Security Council resolution condemning the Houthis for these attacks. That resolution did, in fact, pass the Security Council. China and Russia abstained. They did not veto that, so they allowed that to pass. This truly is an international problem that the rural community has got to get the Houthis to stop.
Now, the Houthis said that they were only going to attack ships that were linked directly to Israel. It appears that there's an expansion of that, both with the ships they're targeting and just geographically that they're covering a bigger area. Is that the case? Absolutely. That could not make it. I mean, they claim that initially, but their attacks have been pretty indiscriminate ever since against any vessels passing through that area. And obviously, that interrupts all commercial shipping because insurance costs and the like. And now we're seeing more and more ships going anywhere that pass into the Red Sea, diverting around the Horn of Africa, as I said a few moments ago. But so the Houthis have continued to claim that they're striking only ships bound for Israel or owned by Israeli companies. Totally untrue. They now also have said they will target more readily, of course, uh, commercial vessels flagged with, by the United States. And, of course, also there's a growing concern because of the back and forth now, six airstrikes, et cetera, by the United States against the Houthis, that the Houthis might also try to attack U.S. naval vessels that are operating in the region or some of those allied vessels operating in the region from their navies. So are we hearing uh, another possible pause in fighting for the release of hostages in Israel? Well, there's a, there's a discussion, apparently, whether it's a full proposal or not, it's unclear publicly that Israel has offered at least up to a two-month ceasefire in return for a release of all of the hostages and the possible departure of the Hamas leadership uh, from the Gaza Strip to go, to go elsewhere in the region. Uh, whether or not that's been proposed and put on the table or just being discussed in general terms is unclear. But there clearly, I think, is growing pressure on Prime Minister Netanyahu to find some conclusion and really more and more emphasize the plight of the hostages. It's certainly occurring domestically in Israel. We saw people who were related to hostages actually storm the Israeli Knesset, the Israeli parliament, just yesterday. And clearly there's more and more pressure from the international community uh, on the Netanyahu government to try to find some way to a ceasefire as the number of dead in the Gaza Strip has now exceeded 26,000, probably 60,000 injured. If Israel doesn't change its long-term strategy in Gaza, you know, will we see a continued expansion of conflict in the region? You know, we just heard about two U.S. service members stationed in western Iraq that came under fire um, this week. So, you know, could we see more of those incidents because of what's happening uh, in Gaza right now? Boy, Megan, that's exactly the problem. I mean, events often drive the train, the crisis. I saw that when I worked in the White House, quite frankly, back in the 1990s. You could see a major incident. Houthis hit a U.S. naval vessel in, in the Red Sea. Or we see a major incident, Hezbollah, which has been striking northern Israel, strikes a target in northern Israel and kills a large number of Israeli civilians. Or, as you rightfully point out, continued attack by Shia militia groups in Iraq and Syria are successful, and suddenly we see a dramatic loss of life by U.S. service personnel. Any of those type of events could trigger widespread escalation, and we see this war moving across the region. In, in crisis management terms, people often describe this as an event which is a Sarajevo moment, hearkening back, of course, to the start of World War One, where one incident, which at the time may have seemed isolated, <clears throat> set fire to things, and then events escalated from there. We're talking to CBS military analyst, retired Army Colonel Jeff McCausland. Meanwhile, while the Israel-Hamas conflict has dominated the headlines, it is nearly two years now that Ukraine has taken a beating from Russia, and this war has gone on, and it has continued. I mean, more missiles 
two biggest cities in Ukraine hit, buildings damaged, people killed, money running out, right, uh, for ammunition for Ukraine? That's exactly right. In fact, money has run out. The final uh, spending under the current appropriation by the Congress to provide military assistance to Ukraine has, in fact, run out. Uh, Though we see military assistance now being provided by, in a greater number, I think, by the Europeans, as well as economic assistance forthcoming from the European Union. But, you know, you you said, you know, the the Ukrainian has been getting beat up. That's true. But, you know, remarkably, we hearken back two years ago. No one would have expected that Ukraine would have done, frankly, as well as they have in stopping the initial invasion by the Russians and rolling back about half of it. Now, with this reduced U.S. military aid and, frankly, the failure really of the uh, Ukrainian counteroffensive, which began in June, to have the kind of success they wanted, things have certainly stalled. But it's really worrisome when you start reading reports, as you suggest, of these dramatic attacks on Ukrainian cities and it and the Ukrainians having to husband their air defense assets to protect the country. Furthermore, reports of tank units that only have two rounds per tank, artillery units, two or three rounds per howitzer to fire each day. Um, Really uh, dire circumstances. And meanwhile, the Congress, frankly, continues to dither around, uh, takes vacations over the holidays, and it doesn't seem or any closer to trying to find a conclusion that might allow further assistance to the Ukrainians than we were before Christmas. One last quick question for you. It seemed like in the first days of this conflict that uh, Vladimir Putin was seeing some internal um, pushback on this invasion into Ukraine. It's been quiet for quite a while since the Wagner group was was quieted. Are we hearing any more about, you know, internal protests or any challenge to his strategy in Ukraine? Well, Mr. Putin has really clamped down. You know, if you look at what an authoritarian regime looks at, try to consider the following. If you people have been arrested and put in jail for wearing blue and yellow fingernail polish or walking around the streets of Moscow with a green ribbon on their backpack because green suggesting peace <clears throat> or walking down the street carrying a blue and yellow balloon, which are the Ukrainian colors, for doing those things, you can be arrested, fined and put in prison. It's very difficult, I think, for Americans to get wrap their head around that type of an authoritarian regime. But that's, in fact, what the, Mr. Putin has done. He did a mobilization for 300,000 troops in September of, of last year, and, and more young Russians fled the country than were mobilized. Probably up to over a million fled the country. We are seeing some demonstrations. There was a massive demonstration in, in the southeastern portion of the country in, in one town when a, a guy opposing the war was, in fact, arrested. Large crowds came out against the police. And there's some very interesting demonstrations ongoing uh, by women. The women demonstrating more and more, mothers and wives, demonstrating on the streets of large cities, basically simply asking the question, what happened to my husband? What happened to my son? Where is he? Because so far, at least in terms of the losses the Russians have suffered in many cases, they don't even know what happened to some of their soldiers. CBS military analyst, retired Army Colonel Jeff McCausland, always kind to join us. Thank you for the information and analysis. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.